Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Today we're talking mastering your mindset, and I immediately thought of my good friend and former client, Marlena Banks. Me and Marlena actually met in 2018 on the same day that I found out I was teaching at Alt Summit 2019. And I became a fan of hers after reading Big Idea Food in 2018 and immediately slid in her DMs after reading her entire book in about three days. Here's a little bit more about Marlena Banks. Marlena Banks is the founder of Big Idea Food, a lifestyle brand that creates relevant biblical content for today's Christian entrepreneurs. Since releasing the book, Big Idea Food, a down-to-earth, face-based devotional for entrepreneurs in 2018, she's continued to grow the brand's offerings to include a weekly devotional newsletter and edge-snatching social media content. She's found admirers across the globe, including Yvonne Orji from The Powerhouse Show and Secure and other face-based entrepreneurs and tastemakers. You can also find her speaking at inspirational events and working one-on-one with early-stage founders to launch and grow their big ideas. Her ultimate mission is to elevate the influence of more creators of faith so that together we can positively impact our world at the level God intended. Learn more about Big Idea Food and sign up for the weekly newsletter at BigIdeaFood.com. But first, let's get into this episode. Let me just say this, audience. Me and Marlena have been anticipating with like such joy and excitement to (laughs) have this interview for like the past week or so. So, you know, while this will be a very great conversation on tips to, you know, master your mindset and just really guide you on shifting your mindset to something that's more productive and positive, you may also hear laughter. Um, (laughs) and excitement. So I just want to preface that for this conversation, but I want us to get right into it um, because you are someone who coaches other individuals on mastering their mindset. What would you say is a misconception about mindset work? Yes. Well, and let me, before I even answer that, let me just um, reiterate my excitement (laughs) to be on here and have this conversation with you. So excited. You already know. And hey, real talk with the mirror listeners. Excited to talk with y'all about mindset today. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, what is the biggest misconception about mindset work? I mean, I just have to come from my own experience and I would say that it doesn't need to be done, right? Or like one of the things that I struggle with and that I'm just sort of getting over, even this as soon as this, or as recent as this past summer and fall, these last few months of 2019, um, I, I thought that I had already arrived to a place of my like mindset pinnacle, if you will, you know what I'm saying? And so you know, I wrote a whole book on mindset. Like I, I, I attained a level of mindset 
in my own personal journey to this point in my life. And so as I have been looking to grow and scale my business and just continue to be everything that I'm supposed to be, you know, I hear my coaches, my mentors and people telling me mindset is so important and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yep, I'm nodding. I'm, I agree. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm good. Check. That's already checked off the list for me. And what I am learning is it's quite the opposite, right? Like mindset is absolutely, I, I am really starting to believe it's, it's just not a destination at all. There's no arrival to mindset, right? It's a daily practice. It's a lifestyle and it's a commitment. So I definitely would say that is the biggest misconception that I had and that I'm just getting over personally in my life. Yeah. And, and the reality is, as you said, it's a daily practice. And also for each level, it requires a different mindset. Yes. So, you know, it requires constant practicing and constant, uh, constant self-awareness um, and like self-dialogue to say, you know, is this mindset helping me or preparing me for the next level that I expect or want to experience in my life. And that leads me to the second question. What qualities do you feel someone needs to exhibit in order to be open to improving their mindset? Because I ask this because everyone, as you said, or rather the misconception is people feel like they don't need to do it. Um, And then there's the other set that feel like, they know that they need a shift. They're aware of needing and doing the shift, but sometimes can't wrap their head around what is actually required to do the work. So I would love to hear your opinion on, you know, what qualities or behaviors does a person need to exhibit in order to be open to doing that work? Yes, absolutely. I I would say the first quality is... <laughs> first quality you really need is a level of humility, right? To, to realize and really come to terms with the fact that maybe, you know, your life doesn't look like you want it to look. And it's not because of external circumstances or what God didn't do or whoever did or didn't do whatever. But maybe my mindset is trash, you know, maybe my discipline and my habits are actually trash. And this is why I'm not experiencing the life that I want. So I, I definitely think uh, level of humility is really the first place. Our right, God, when I tell you, God, humble me, okay? <laughs> Since leaving my job and just realizing that, no, wait, girl, no, 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 your mindset needs some renovation. And so, uh, definitely humility. I think after you recognize that <clears throat> that gap, right, between where you are, where you want to be, and that mindset work is the foundational inner work that needs to be done to really close that gap. I think after that, it's all about discipline and habit. It's all about building this inner work into your day. It's a daily practice. It's, it's a lifestyle. So you have to do it, right? It's, it's what is, it's, and then I, I look at it, I'm starting to look at it a lot like in business, right? We're building out systems in our businesses and, and those systems take time and investment to actually build. But once you actually build the systems right then they can just kind of flow and do what they do right but it takes work to build those systems and so you know similar with mindset it's discipline and building an actual morning routine right that is so been so critical in my own personal life doing the work to 
pray and spend that time with God and have that awareness with him building that list of daily affirmations, right? Building affirmations that are really pivotal and and powerful uh, in your daily routine. It takes work. It takes some time. So, so definitely doing what it takes to build in a system of cultivating your mindset um, requires a a level of discipline. And that's a, a huge quality. I think that again, maybe it's not even a quality. It's just, you have to do it right. Discipline is a muscle that you have to build. So the willingness to just build that muscle. And, um, the last thing, the last thing I would say is we really need to be committed to ourselves and what we are believing for and speaking and declaring over our lives every day. So, you know, if you're trying to attain this mindset, that's going to allow you to achieve X, Y, and Z in your life, you know, and maybe you're praying for that. Maybe you're building out affirmations. Maybe your morning routine is optimized to help you get there. Right. But then you can't, after that's over now, go and talk trash and accept things in your life that don't align with what you're trying to create. Right. So you have to be committed enough to yourself that, you know, I'm not going to be lying to myself every day saying I'm doing this, but then the work that is following that is, is really not following through on that. So uh, definitely that level of commitment to really support everything that you're doing in the mindset work when it comes to actual um, taking action steps towards that in your life. Yeah, I, I love those qualities and very honest and real. Um, and when you speak about creating a routine that works specifically for that person and the affirmations piece. You know, I think big idea food, at least in my opinion, is a really great devotional and a starting point for those looking to do mindset work or just beginning to shift their mindset. Because I remember when I first picked up the book, it was at a very pivotal time in my career before I started to really see a shift really in my business and the momentum started to pick up. And I think incorporating the book, I mean, the book is supposed to be a devotional every week, but I read it in like two days. I mean, it was just really good, really insightful. And I really wanted to start implementing it. Like let there be from week six is like probably one of my favorite devotionals um, in the book. And with that being said, you know, which devotional would you say, and this may be hard, but which devotional or two devotionals and big idea food would you say would really help someone in beginning to shift their mindset? Mm. Mm-hmm. Just gonna <clears throat> put me on the spot there with that one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. Love, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I do. I, I actually love Let There Be. I think that's a really good one. Um, especially because, you know, that particular devotional, I share how, you know, God used his words to create the world that we see simply by speaking, let there be X, Y, Z, right? And we can take that same principle of speaking to create what we need to see in our businesses. If you're missing something, let there be a mentor, right? Uh, Let there be clients. And so um, I think that's a powerful thought I don't know, pattern to develop is that I can use my words to create, but I would even take that a step further. Just lately, I've just been feeling like there's even more that we can do to even create and cultivate our mindset with our words, right? And again, those daily affirmations are not just for 
designing your life, right? You can really use them to design and tweak your own mental atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I, I definitely think Let There Be is a really, really good one. Um, if, if you do have the book or are interested in the book, it's definitely a good one. Um, and um, I've been using that concept of just like using my affirmations and my words to really combat um, just fears, fears that have cropped up that are trying to, you know, keep me from going where I'm trying to go. Like I'm speaking against them. I'm literally speaking against them. And um, that it's that same principle in that in week six, let there be. So definitely that one. Um, another one that I would say is one of my favorites is the, I can have it all. I can't remember. Mm, what. We mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's just one of my favorites. It really tackles that scarcity mindset. You know, those of us who grew up <laughs> in households where, you know, you may not have been able to get the Jordans that your best friend could get or you know whatever it was you 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 could have this but you couldn't have that and so that mm -hmm. obviously has built into the architecture of how we approach work today and it's like no actually you know it doesn't have to be either or it can be that and and so I can have it all I would say is another one because I think scarcity mindset is a, a big big barrier that we deal with a lot especially business owners you know dealing with limited funds and all of that you know you still have to kind of <laughs> try to try to have that abundance thinking so I think that's a good one I can have it all is really great I have the book in front of me because I, <laughs> I do my research for my interviews and I can have it all is week 10 oh thank um, you for those who have the book you talked on scarcity mindset and that actually wasn't one of my questions but I think that's relative to what my next question is going to be because as you mentioned earlier you know you transitioned from full-time or a traditional nine to five to now working, you know, full time entrepreneur, freelancer. And when you're first starting out, you ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> you have no money, y'all. Like, and I talk about this in the pricing for impact episode. You know, when you are a black woman business owner, nine times out of 10, you know, you are managing your books, you are the social media manager, you are the operations manager, you are also the venture capitalist for your own business. And a lot of the times you have to say that you're funding your business and the money ain't there yet. Um, and it takes a lot of faith and a lot of boldness to believe in something that just is not there yet. So what mindset shifts and you kind of spoke to it <laughs> and you're like shaking your head because <laughs> look I, I've been there you know what I mean so you kind of spoke to it just in the last answer to the question like what mindset sh mindset shifts did you feel like were required when you were transitioning from you know that traditional nine to five to now being you know on my own and God is my parachute essentially. Yes. That is, whew, that's something that I'm still working through and still shifting through. You know, I don't, I cannot even begin to try to say that I have overcome the, this shift, right? I think I've, I'm making my way. Gosh, there's so many mindset 
there's so much growth that that has occurred in my mind and my life since leaving and gosh i mean some of the i mean so many of the mindset mindset shifts are around money when i think about uh what what has transpired like you know let's just be real i so me being used to having a paycheck coming in every single week right i was a habitual overspender and there's just no way around it i built a habit of overspending and you know, you might think, okay, yes, I'm gonna leave my job. I'm gonna finally have all this free time. I'm gonna be able to just make all this stuff happen. And the reality of it is, whatever you've been doing with your money before you left your job, you're gonna be doing it after you leave the job. <laughs> like, there's no yep. magic yep. pill that just magically makes you a better financial steward, right? So, mm-hmm. gosh, that was just so, so huge for me. Of, um, you know, I, I've known for a while, I've had a budget, you know, but, and, and, and known how to kind of operate and do what I do. But at the end of the day, I overspent and I always knew I had another paycheck coming. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. But leaving that consistent flow of income really forced me to get serious about actually sticking to my budget and just being realistic about everything right because that's the other thing too especially you know when god is leading you to do something you know you have this big impact to make and you know there's just he's got you and all of those all of the things that he's told you and that you you are believing when you know at the end of the day like you still there's there might be some times where it doesn't look like what what's what you're believing for is is happening or manifesting right so how do i navigate that in between space and i gotta say it's scary just been crazy scary i can't even like i said i can't say that i've attained what i the i've mastered this right but um i would say that yes really getting serious about weight okay my habits and discipline (laughs) around everything how i'm spending my money how i'm organizing my day how i'm stewarding the time that i'm given is really critical and it's and it became habits and discipline for me have become like I can't unsee how important and pivotal they are now. I've gone from, yeah, habits and discipline, you know, routine, that's good that you're supposed to have that, sure. To now, oh my God, like I can't even survive if I don't stick to this, <laughs> stick to this routine. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I I would say definitely that, definitely realizing that I have to, you know, my success actually depends on this. There's no way I'm going to be successful in entrepreneurship if I don't get this ish together, you know, for lack of better words. And so, you know, I have to do what it takes to cultivate a better, better mental environment for everything that I'm supposed to be doing and called to do to really actually, um, to manifest. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty too, because I think there's that internal messaging and dialogue that I think a lot of people don't even do, you know what I mean? Like they tend to avoid that dialogue and they tend to just say, well, you know, I'll just get to it later. And I think this is for any entrepreneur or someone considering moving on to being an entrepreneur. These are some of the hard conversations that you have to have. In addition to having those internal conversations, you need to be able to have people around you that support those conversations. Oh my gosh. Um, and not and not coddle you or just like, you know, self-care, yeah, let's go spend this cash. No, you need to go pay that bill. I support you paying that bill. Let's just go get some tea. 
because that's going to be in budget this week, right? And so that kind of leads me to the next question of everyone understands that mindset work is inner work and then of course the implementation, but how important is it to really surround, start surrounding yourself with people who are growing and improving their mindset as well? I'm sure it's hella important, but would love, love to hear it from your side. Oh my gosh. Yep. This is a place that I'm in really at at this moment, you know, I've learned kind of quickly, uh, kind of recently how, you know, your friends and family do the very best they can to try to, you know, support, listen, understand. But at the end of the day, when they're not really on a similar journey and especially not on an entrepreneurial journey or a personal development journey that there's just a limit, right? There's a cap to how much they can really understand and how much they can really pour into and and fertilize what you're trying to do. So I I mean, it's beyond important to me right now. And really, it's something that it's another one of those things that right, like you hear, I've heard my coaches, I've heard my mentors say like the mindset key part is critical. But then you know, you can do a lot of work in mindset, But if you're not surrounded by similar like-minded folks or the environment isn't really conducive to Mm -hmm. cultivating that, Mm -hmm. you're you're still going to struggle. And that's, I'm thankful now that I've gotten to where I recognize the importance of mindset and that what my coaches and gurus were saying was like, right, you know what I'm saying? Because now I'm listening to that and I'm hearing them say environment is key. And now I'm like, you know what, it's key. Like Mm -hmm. it's really key. And I'm, I'm actually in the process now of trying to pull together my own accountability mastermind of, you know, folks who are, again, like-minded on the same journey for that very reason. I'm not really surrounded locally with folks who are on that path, not, not an abundance of people. I do have my, my close like one or two, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to build a mastermind myself just to, um, just to help hold myself accountable. And I'm also looking to make a physical move. I'm looking to move cities uh, eventually so that, again, I can support this journey because, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to go to level 100 and you surrounded by level 23. Like, it's Lord. just <laughs> not going to work. It's not going to happen. Nope. It's, just, it's just not realistic. Community is so important, and I, I'm actually very happy that you have recently become a part of my ecosystem. You know, I wanted to manifest, you know, being around other like-minded, creative women who were experiencing the same things as me. That community piece is so, so, so important. People probably are, are not aware, but, you know, you are a faith-based entrepreneur. You are someone who identifies as Christian. And I also identify as Christian, you know, more so like non-denominational. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I'm more of a heathen than I am a saint. <laughs> um, but what I really love about Big Idea Food and just our relationship is, is that we're able to make space for each other while growing in our own businesses respectively and also make money. One of the devotions in Big Idea Food, specifically week 51, where it talks about, I know my mission speaks to that idea so, so well, because I think there's a misconception that if we're not behind the pulpit or like living this major life of humility and not wanting to get paid what we should be getting paid because of our expertise, that we're not really walking with God's 
purpose or being an example for for God. And this is always something that I've struggled with. And I bring this up not really as a question, but really just to share your opinion on how we're still living for God, you and I, without being a preacher or a deaconess, we still can have, you know, a space in the kingdom. So I would love to just hear hear your opinion. And and again, you know, you can say as much as you want, whatever you're comfortable, but I just think this is a really important thing to share for people who maybe feel like they're struggling with, you know, talking about God, but also talking about business as well in the same breath. Yeah. Yep. Gosh, there's so, I feel like we could have a whole episode on just this mm-hmm. question alone, mm-hmm. Tamara. I mean, first of all, I mean, there's so many ways to da- to tackle this. The first thing I will say is one, you know, humility is not about, okay, let me be broke and put myself down. I mean, humility is like, okay, wait, I serve this awesome and amazing God and he's given me these gifts and who am I not to put those gifts out into the world and like... I could go on for days about the fact that the Bible says over and over that he blesses us and desires us to be wealthy. And the scripture confirms that over and over again. So when we talk about having money as though it's some sort of sin or it cannot live in tandem with a faith in God and a walk with Christ, it's just asinine. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And how can you even try to fulfill the great commission when, I mean, Jesus himself, when he walked around, he was out here meeting needs. Okay. He was out here feeding bellies out here, uh, healing diseases. Like if you can't meet people's tangible, real visible needs, like how can you expect people to believe in your God and to want to Mm -hmm. walk with you? So the, 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 even the thought of, I'm going to just be humble, you know, fake humble and and not let every single bit of my light shine so that I can attract the coin that belongs to me so that I can shine and be an example of the type of, of what God is and who he is to people. He is a provider. He and you can't people don't care about what our God can do if if he can't provide for their physical needs like period and how's he going to do that except through us. So you cannot serve God fully without having some sort of financial ability, right? Wealth is how money answers all things. That's what the word says. So wealth is just so important. And I I truly believe that is why I say this over and over again. I truly believe entrepreneurs are a call, just like a pastor, just like an evangelist. Like I believe God calls entrepreneurs and it's for the, it's for obviously for you, he's put gifts inside of you to, to, to flourish and to just show who he is to the world. But also it's to bring in wealth and to bring in wealth, not only for your family, but to support the kingdom and to support the initiatives that he has. And the other thing that goes along with that too, is like, there's people out there that may listen to um, pastors and preachers and things like that. But there's a lot of people that they don't want to hear one word from a pastor. They're just not going to be able to hear anything from somebody religious in a mm-hmm. sense. And that's where, that's where we're able to come in, right? Cause they might not be able to listen to a pastor, but they'll listen to, you know, your startup story, right? They'll listen to 
your testimony about whatever God did to just help you get through the day. You know what I'm saying? And, and they know that we can relate because you understand, okay, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I, I could go on and on about this, Tamara. I, I know that time is limited. Uh, I think you just need to bring me back on and we can dive into this. <laughs> A lot. Maybe that's maybe that's something we talk about in a couple of weeks. Hint, hint, which I won't say anything about. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you summed it up perfectly. You know, how exactly can we be stewards of of God on earth when we're not even willing to share our gifts? Like that just doesn't even it doesn't make any sense. And at the same time, it's understanding what those gifts are. And that obviously comes over time, comes over trying and trial and error, because there are some other times where you may fall or we in general, you know, fall into imposter syndrome and feel like, oh, we need to do this because, you know, we should do this. Or I think God is calling me to this, but some things may be disconnecting. What are some reminders that you have or that you ask yourself like when determining which business endeavors to pursue or not, to make sure that they're still in alignment with the calling that you have. Yeah. I mean, you know that, and you know, in our personal conversations, I just turned down an opportunity, right? That I felt like it did not align with what I've been praying for and what I've been believing for in terms of what my what my year is going to look like what I want my days and my weeks to look like and there just comes a point and you know like I talked about earlier with that commitment quality when you're trying to elevate your mindset like are you gonna are how committed are you like are you committed enough to what you're believing that even if something comes your way that looks or seems like it's the smart thing to do or is you know could be advantageous in some way but when you put the pedal to the metal like it's just <laughs> not <laughs> there's no I don't know how to even say it. that's not what I want to say but it's fine there's just no it it really doesn't align when you look at it and you have to be you ha- you have to draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. i mean and are you committed to do that and so I would, I mean, definitely the questions that I'm asking myself, if I'm going to determine, is this the path that I need to be taking? Is this the direction I'm supposed to be going? Like, is it aligning with what you've even been praying for? Number one, like, if it's not like, just don't even waste your time. Don't waste your time. Um, Don't waste somebody else's time. Okay. Mm. Um, But in, in besides that, you know, And this is something that I really, I like to say too, about how I kind of decided to even write Big Idea Food. A lot of times, especially us as creatives, we just have, we're just full of ideas. Like there's just so many that we love, all of them, and we want to do all of them, but you can only do so much. And so another question I've asked myself and the question that I kind of asked myself before writing the book is like, what do I want to get done before I leave this earth like Mm. if I die in six months Mm. you know god forbid but because I'm gonna live long and strong but you know what am I going to feel like is this idea something I feel like I that I wanted to get done before I died and and big idea food was that for me like I there Mm. was no way I could envision myself leaving this earth and I haven't 
put that out into the world. And, and so that's another, an, another thing that I really use and another question when I'm trying to decide between ideas. And, and I would say the last one is, am I going to enjoy this? Like, period. How much joy will this really bring me? You know, um, there's my, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible says, God has given us all things richly to enjoy. And again, if I'm not enjoying this thing, if it's a struggle and a burden day in and day out, it's not I, worth doing. It's just not worth doing. It's not worth my life. My life right. is valuable. Right. Time is just too precious. And it is a very valuable resource that we do not it's not unlimited. And it goes back to a quote that I said when we were on the phone and I was like, you know, CEOs got to say yes and no every day. Yes. So you need to get into the habit of saying the yes to the things that you're willing to be committed to that brings you joy. And of course, from a business aspect, you know, is one of your highest volume things that you can practice and focus on, be committed to if it's a no, like, because it's burdensome. And you know what? I know I'm going to offer half-assed energy to this, so I'm not even going to do it. It's not worth my time. It's, it's not worth res- disrespecting someone else's time, and I'm going to have to say no. Are there any last words that you'd like to share for the audience of how they can, can begin the process of shifting their mindset just to invite more space and wealth into their lives? Absolutely. I think first step is just realizing that it's necessary. Once you really come to terms with, I have to, my mind is the key to everything I'm trying to get. So I have to just accept that this is necessary work. Mm -hmm. And from there, I think, I think one of the first things you can really start to do is just start to be as present as possible with what your inner thought life is and start to really identify those mental, those lies that are coming into your mind, mm-hmm. those, um, those blocks, those fears that are cropping up, um, and just really start to pay attention. Um, because once you pay attention and identify them, and I would even go so far as to write down what, what those are, once you see it, you can attack it, right? So mm-hmm. I would say that's, that's your first step is just being, becoming really present, be really prayerful around what is actually happening in your mind um, and, and start to identify those, those lies and those fears and then start to attack them. Write affirmations that attack those fears. Um, get scriptures that attack those, those lies and those fears. And um, that, I think that's going to really get you on your way. Um, and just know, like, it's after that, you just have to do the work, period. Like, you just have to do the work. So, um, but just know that in all work, there is profit. You're going to benefit mm-hmm. what you put into this. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a return on that investment. So mm-hmm. just know that it's worth your time. Marlena, thank you so much. This was so good. So just tell people how they can find you on the web. And if there's anything that you'd like to share with, with the group. Yeah. So you can follow me. I'm on Instagram at Marlena Banks. You can also follow the brand Big Idea Food uh, at Big Idea Food. You can um, find us online at BigIdeaFood.com and definitely, definitely sign up for my email list. I send out a fresh new devotional every single Tuesday, BigIdeaFood.com. And the book, if you don't have it yet, I highly recommend it. You can find it right now on Amazon. So. yeah, I think that's it. Definitely reach out to me if you have any other questions about mindset. I'm doing a lot 
this year with the big idea food brand as it relates to mindset. So, and a lot of it is only coming to my email list. So if this is something, some work that you know you need to, to tackle this year, definitely subscribe because I've got some resources coming just for my list here in the beginning of the year. And I would love to, uh, to assist you on that journey. All right. Thank you so much, Marlena. And I will see you on the gram. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara, Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love, peace, and do you, boo.